0: Support comes from Climate One. The world is living through a climate emergency. Addressing this crisis begins by talking about it. Every Friday, co-hosts Greg Dalton and Ariana Brocious offer empowering conversations. Listen now at
1: climateone.org. Hey everyone, on today's episode I'm going to talk about staying safe in the wild, and we thought it'd be interesting to look at online videos of people's real-life interactions with animals, and we'll talk about what they did right, and perhaps what they should have done a little differently. So if you want to see those videos before listening to the episode, you can hit pause and head over to our website, kuow.org slash the wild. You can also find the link in our program notes for this episode. Okay. Let's jump in. I'm out in the woods near my home in Washington state and this is some pretty wild country. I'm not someone who looks for trouble, but on my travel somehow I've been peed on by orangutans and charged by grizzly bears, treed by moose, bitten by squirrels, stalked by polar bears and followed by wolves. I was chased by wild boar and even had my finger sliced open by a leafcutter ant once. These encounters always make me wonder not just what is going on through these animals' minds, but why. And, and understanding that is key to staying safe in the wild. This episode is not about gnarly animal attacks, you know, those, those hyped-up shows drive me a little crazy. They always make the animal look bad when really it's just trying to get through life. We're going to dig a little deeper What do these eyeball-to-eyeball encounters teach us about animal behaviour and our own behaviour? And how do they help us stay safe in the wild, or sometimes right in our backyard? From KUW in Seattle, I'm Chris Morgan. Welcome to The Wild. So there's a a few things that I carry when I'm out on the trail, and uh, when I'm in bear country especially, I, I always carry this stuff. Right on my waist, this is bear spray. I'll give it a little blast here to test. And this creates a cloud of capsaicin and pepper and any charging bear that runs into that just really puts it out of business. It's amazingly powerful stuff and really irritates the bear, uh, but changes its mind about approaching you and charging, especially with a grizzly bear. it saves lots of lives, that stuff. So I never leave home without it. This is a knife on my belt. Always carry this around for some of that close quarters combat. <laughs> and then, A couple of things that I carry here. This is a a bear food cache kit. So it's basically a couple of ropes and a carabiner and a dry bag and this is what I put my food in when I'm camping. Hoisted up 15 feet above the ground between two trees so that bears can't get at your food. That's one of the main things in bear country. So all of these items are really useful tools but 90% of being safe in the wild is about animal psychology and I've learned a lot about that psychology over the years by studying bears because they're super smart and complex animals and it's partly why people are so fascinated by them and when you're in bear country it's it's good to know what makes them tick because it can be pretty serious business and if you know bears you're almost ready for anything So I have a couple of stories to explain what I mean. I've got a lot of experience with bears, but in this episode we'll be talking about other species as well and and ways that might help you stay safe next time you're out in the woods. Bears are really curious, they have to be, and they sometimes get into scrapes but they're not mindless and it's important to remember that in an encounter i remember this one time we're sitting in a meadow on the coast of the alaska peninsula and this is bear central and if you sit for long enough in this place a brown grizzly bear will usually wander by and in this case two bears probably siblings young bears still 400 pounds but young and one of them decides to take a closer look at us and in this case i see it coming yeah that's all right hey that's close enough That's close enough. He approaches slowly. He's looking right at me. That's close enough. Good bear. And he stops. Now he's digging in the ground. He's kind of pawing at the grass, but this is just displacement behaviour. He's biding his time. He's basically looking at me out of the corner of his eye. He's trying to figure out if he sits above me or below me in the pecking order. Now at this point, it's important to remember that this is coastal Alaska, and although these are technically grizzly bears they are way more tolerant than their interior grizzly cousins there's lots of food here on the coast and lots of bears so they've learned to be social and they they kind of extend that social tolerance to humans some of them which means you can end up in bizarrely close quarters the bear pushes forward a couple more steps and now now he's about eight feet away i said that's close enough okay Yeah, you gotta listen to me. You guys are great and friendly and all, but it's okay. I'm still on my haunches, knees on the ground, and he takes another step. I just raise up slightly, and he decides to back off. There you go. We're all learning here, aren't we, what the limits are. He seems surprised for a moment that I know what I'm doing, and then he just lies right down 15 feet away like a dog would flop in front of a fireplace. In this case, the key to being safe was not overreacting. Me being calm and authoritative was key, but it's not always obvious what to do, and sometimes things happen quickly. This next run-in was a little different. I was hosting a series for PBS Nature in bear country every day for weeks on end with cameraman Joe Pontecorvo. Hiking, camping, filming the bears, and it wasn't unusual to see dozens of bears in a day. The circumstances were unusual. It was the mating season, <laughs> late spring, and a big dominant male is, is following this female he's become obsessed with. He's getting hyper-focused on her right now. And we watch him pursue her all around a meadow we're in. This big male is all worked up, so it is difficult to know what he might do. Other bears are scattering left and right, and, and suddenly the female makes a break for it, away from him, and circles behind us, just 15 feet away. We should be careful as well here, Joe. She's using us as cover. It's it's best for us to just stay put, stay low, and don't move. Just then, I see the male getting closer. This is going to be close, Joe. Joe spins the camera around, and right then, boom, the bear breaks into a full-on charge right at us, and the acceleration is amazing. OK, OK, it's OK. He veers off it's at the last okay. second, just about it's 12 feet okay. away. We're not touching her just like most bear charges, He'd rather just give a warning than actually attack. It's all right, but... A bear charging like this is telling you he wants you gone because you're a threat of some sort. I talk to him. It's okay. Always a good thing to do in this situation. It helps identify us as humans because he's pumped full of testosterone and not thinking straight. Talking also helps to calm him down. He's pretty wound up. the take home here is that this bear has only one thing on his mind the female the best thing to do was make it clear we didn't want to get in his way i stayed low i came in tight next to joe i used a firm voice but knew he was more focused on that female than doing any harm to us got the pulse up though so two really different encounters with brown bears dozens of scenarios can play out and and remember grizzly bears found in the interior are a different matter altogether you never want to get yourself this close to them even a hundred yards is often too close because their social tolerance is way lower it's easy to see how grizzly bear behavior can be misinterpreted their emotional range is huge they're incredibly intelligent some people think they're not far behind a primate and you know they're all individuals with different personalities just like us some people would jump to aggression, but others might take a more pacifist approach. So when it comes to being safe, like with any wild animal, trying to understand and even predict their motivation is, is absolutely key. If you look online, you'll find thousands of wildlife encounters that people have posted, from hilarious to horrifying I picked out a few to tease apart some fascinating behaviour that all relates to us staying safe. Here's a clip that's had millions of views.
0: I'm walking backwards on the trail back to the camp.
1: A man is walking down a trail in Alaska. He's walking backwards and the camera is wobbling a lot because he's being followed by a big brown bear. It's a female and she has two young cubs with her.
0: The mom and the cubs... Keep following me, and are walking at least as fast as I am.
1: The cubs are small, six months old or so, and the man is pretty tense, as you can hear.
0: And what I don't want to do as I'm walking backwards is stumble. So I will keep walking backwards.
1: She's walking pretty briskly on this really well-worn trail through the trees, and the cubs are trying to keep up.
0: Oh come on, guys, give me a break.
1: If you watch the video carefully, there's some key body language going on. There, right right there, she looks behind her, over her shoulder, looking away from the man in front of her. This is not an aggressive mother. She's not following this guy. She's way more concerned about the bears behind her than she is with him. The males sometimes kill cubs, and she knows it, so she's distancing herself from any other bears behind. So what? Seems initially to millions of viewers like a big mama bear pursuing a man down a narrow trail, isn't that at all? In fact, I know that trail pretty well, and if he had just stepped off it, she would have walked right by. In other words, like knowing her motivation would have changed everything. Always give a bear a clear escape route. None of us like to be cornered.
0: This is mom and the two cubs now. They've this is by the campsite, and this is uh, they're at the water's edge.
1: So, in a bear encounter, it, it helps to remember that every situation's different, and every bear. And often just letting the bear make the first move is best. And each of the three North American bears is different. Generally, black bears are they're basically like 300-pound raccoons. Even the mothers don't usually get defensive of their cubs. Not like a grizzly bear. One time I saw a female interior grizzly bear, 100 yards away down a long trail in the Canadian Rockies. She had cubs and that hundred yards didn't seem far enough. I got well off the trail to let her pass, and all was well. You see, grizzly bears evolved to stand their ground on the open prairie, whereas black bears evolved in forests, like this. So they find safety in the top of a tree. And polar bears are something else altogether. They're basically designed to do one thing really, really well, and that is snatch seals from the surface of the ice. Meat is all that's on their mind. On the north slope of Alaska once, I had to dive into a boat pretty fast because a polar bear was quickly approaching. He'd caught my scent and was coming in pretty quickly. So I've seen it firsthand, this behaviour. And I've guided a lot into polar bear country, and I'll I'll never forget the advice someone gave me in my early days. Remember two things, Chris. Carry a large calibre rifle and always travel with someone much older and slower than you. Good advice. So, a few safety tips for next time you're in bear country, especially black bear and, and grizzly country like here in the Pacific Northwest. Carry bear spray. It's saved a lot of lives. In fact, it's way more effective than a firearm. And just know your bears. Know what they're about. And make noise in bear country. You know, give them a warning that you're approaching. They, they generally want to avoid you as much as you want to avoid them. A uh, hey bear every once in a while does the trick. And being alert is really important. You know, read the landscape a little bit like a bear does. Look for bear sign, look for scat, look for tracks. You can look for hair on rub trees and food caches where a bear has buried some food. And it helps you know that bears are around and what they're doing. So it kind of keeps you one step ahead. Plus it it brings the environment alive in really fun ways. You notice so much more around you. And if you run into a bear, talk to it, like I did in those earlier encounters, and avoid eye contact. And if you're unlucky enough to be physically attacked, something so rare, but not impossible, know when you should fight back or when you should play dead. It's not just the type of bear, but the type of encounter, and often depends on whether a bear is reacting to being surprised or behaving in a predatory way. And it's why understanding how their minds operate is so important. The bears know the rules, and so should we. Next up, we're going to look at what you do when you encounter a mountain lion. That's after the break.
0: Support comes from Climate One. The world is living through a climate emergency. Addressing this crisis begins by talking about it. Every Friday, co-hosts Greg Dalton and Ariana Brocious offer empowering conversations. Listen now at climateone.org. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.
1: Working on bears and and other big carnivores has opened so many windows for me into the minds of animals, but also into our own psyches. When we face off with a big mammal, we're, we're tapping into some primal stuff. Your ancient synapses kick in and your hypothalamus gets you ready to fight back or run like hell. We're all pretty much apes just below the surface. There's a species here in the Pacific Northwest that seems to trigger that primal fear, just about more than any other. I've only seen six of them in the wild, and only two of those without a lot of help from a tracking dog. But occasionally, something like this happens.
0: There's the mountain lion. There's a mountain lion right here, and he's just staring me down.
1: Well, the guy turns and runs for just a few steps, and then turns back, and now the cat is right there. It closed the distance in one second.
0: I am much bigger than you. I'm way bigger than you.
1: You should never turn your back on a cat like this, and definitely don't run away. Even a few steps. It's like a house cat chasing a ball of twine. You just become irresistible.
0: This is unbelievable.
1: He's talking to the cat in a way that you might talk to a bear you've inadvertently surprised to calm it down, but that is the wrong tactic here. Go! Good, that's better. This guy needs to dominate. It's time to get really aggressive and stand on something to look tall. He should be waving his arms and shouting and throwing rocks and always keeping his eye on that cat. But this cat seems completely unafraid. The cat wanders away, but then,
0: Okay, this cat is coming back at me.
1: At this point, the man starts to shout a bit louder. Stay back, stay there. And you can see the cat stop just for a moment and flinch just a little bit. That's the first sign of nerves. And the man could have really made the most of that situation. He could have thrown his bike at it and just to really drive the point home. And this would have been a good time to use the bear spray. You know, if he was carrying a stick, it's always a great idea, you know, to wield that stick. Anything that gives you the upper hand. But I'm not I'm not surprised this guy's nervous. I would be too, but at times like this, you've got to harness that nervous energy and get dominant. The cat turns. Maybe he's decided it's not worth his time. But th- there's one more telltale sign. Look at that. The cat doesn't look back. Not for a moment. He just... Walks away nonchalantly without a care. It doesn't even look over its shoulder. And that's a sure sign of confidence. The human hasn't spooked him at all. This looks like a young cougar. It could be a male, daunted at the prospect of finding his own territory and feeding himself after leaving his mum. They've evolved to hunt deer. So like any cat, they're curious and they're really observant. It's how they've succeeded and become the most widespread big cat in the world, and if you've seen the cat, the chances are that the cat saw you first. Sometimes an encounter can come from the most unexpected place at the most unexpected time. In this video clip, there's a small group of people gathered at a dock and they're looking into the water. And what you can see to start with is this pair of big eyes peering above the surface. It's quite big.
0: That's huge. Yeah. Oh.
1: This is a Stellar sea lion near Vancouver in Canada. Someone's <laughs> rubbing his fingers over the head of the sea lion like he would to attract a house cat the sea lion's curiosity has piqued. Then the sound of a little girl shouting excitedly seems to interest the sea lion even more. It thrusts out of the water towards her. Surprises everyone. The girl looks about eight years old. It's starting to look like this animal's been fed before. The sea lion's cruising around gently. And then, as the little girl sits down on the dock rail at the edge of the water... The sea lion launches oh and in less than a second oh my God. Oh my God. grabs the back of her dress and pulls the girl into the water. She's dragged under, but a guy dives right into the water to save her and people's arms stretch down really fast and hoist them both up and the sea lions disappeared. It's startling to watch. You've got to think, what was this sea lion doing? What was it thinking? It was impulsive behavior, probably frustration, and it turns out these people were feeding the sea lion just before this incident. Never a good thing to do with any wild animal. It's a species that always seems pretty innocuous, but all it takes is one animal in a specific situation, in a particular frame of mind, and things can turn quickly. This one became a viral sensation, 43 million views and counting. What is it about our fascination with fear that we have, us apes? Some encounters remind us where we're from in the most profound way. For this last clip, we leave the Pacific Northwest and descend into the rainforests of Uganda. Oh, no way, John. No way. way. A tourist named John is, is here to see the gorillas, but he probably didn't expect this. As he's walking down the trail to breakfast, a family of endangered mountain gorillas emerges from around the bend on the same trail. So John sits down on the ground to let them pass. Spot on, perfect submissive behaviour with this species. The silverback is just behind you. He sat, he sat a metre behind you. And there are three babies squashed between him and you. John's doing the right thing. He has his head bowed low, partially covering his face with his arms. <laughs> this little one touching your hair, but pre- it's, it's actually grooming. You can hear the silverback grunt. Kind of helps maintain communication with his troop. And sometimes the guides do the same thing, this kind of like, mmm mmm mm, Helps to sort of reassure the gorillas that it's safe, that they're in good company, I guess. It's that, black, that black shirt of yours and the silverback. Now the little one's climbing up to get a closer look at your hair. He's on the, his back. Really, I think curiosity is the driving force here and a teaching moment for the young while they're enjoying the safety of the silverback. John's clutching his camera like a white knuckle ride, but not taking pictures and and not making eye contact. He's exuding humility and submission. He has to. The silverback probably weighs 450 pounds and, and now he's sitting just a couple of feet behind John. And then it gets even more extraordinary. There comes a female. Just pulled a stick out. Coming forward with the, the, the lips. The lips. She gently rubs his ear and head. It's really tender. Just watch your glasses. And then suddenly the silverback gets up. He glances momentarily at John and wow, it's suddenly so clear how big he is. He's he looks three times bigger than John. Unbelievable. And he moves away down the trail. Seems like he's satisfied with his experience with a human, and his family falls in line right behind, and they all break away. Whew. John's left behind with this most, like, joyous face, mouth wide open in total wonder, absolute magic. Sometimes doing the right thing in an encounter pays off in all the right ways, especially one like this, with one of our closest wild relatives. Our survival used to depend upon it, knowing about the wild and the animals we might run into there. Sometimes it still does. There's a tendency, I think, for us to generalize. All bears do this, all sea lions do that, but there are so many nuances, so many amazing layers to figure out. Just as we all behave differently, so do animals. I think it all comes down to one main thing, mutual respect. So grab that bear spray, a stick and a friend who's slightly slower than you, and stay safe in the wild. You can watch all the video clips I talked about on today's show on our website kuow.org slash the wild and while you're there you can check out our list of safety tips as well. On our next episode I head to the mountains of Abruzzo Italy in search of the rare marsican bear yes, Euro grizzlies two hours from Rome the wild is inspired not just by nature but by people who work in it and love it and protect it There's a ton of information on the website if you want to find out more. The Wild is a production of KUOW in Seattle, in partnership with my work at Chris Morgan Wildlife. Our producer is Matt Martin. Jim Gates is our editor. Brendan Sweeney is our managing producer. Our fact-checker is April Craig. We had engineering help from Dave Brown. Our theme music is by Michael Parker. We had additional music from Les Hayden and Blue Dot Sessions.